What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Estate Podcast, episode 149. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And we're running down the field dodging mortars with that. Mm. This what week we, we uh, watched 1917. Finally, right? Yeah. Took us long I mean, we've, enough. We've been talking about this uh, this movie for like, it feels like a month, but I know it hasn't been that long, you know? Uh, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying like, well, I mean, dude, I mean, we've been talking a, about this movie for like 103 years. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, I mean, we yeah. have <laughs> somebody like has 30 years of that. Yeah. Um, it was, it was kind of, uh, difficult to acquire the means, the rights. But, yeah. But once it was had, once we acquired it. Yeah, forget about it. Am I right? Yeah, forget about it. So, what Griffin? But we're said. here. We're clear. It's the guy who directed fucking Jarhead, y'all. Yeah, I was looking yeah. it up during the movie, and he also directed a couple of James Bond movies, not mm-hmm. the good ones. Let's see. I'm gonna go. Well, to we him. will forgive him. Oh, he's only directed ten movies. I think though. Here's the difference. Sins. I don't think he wrote those movies. He wrote right. this one. So. Oh, he he directed American Beauty and Rogue Production. Yeah, Skyfall, Spectre, Louis Vuitton, Atrapeh Where will the, your journey take you? So <laughs> I don't know, but um, American Beauty, dude. Like I love that movie, probably more than I should. Yeah, but like this, like an unhealthy amount. Yeah. 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 But hey, it's all good. Well, he was the executive producer on Penny Dreadful. Mm-hmm. You know, let's see what he's wrote. 1917. That's This is his first writing credit. Holy shit. Pretty good writing credit. Yeah. yeah I he mean, only had 10 things that he directed. He's, he's 50. He was born in 50 and 65. Which is insane. Like he he started directing in ninety. Well, he directed a TV movie in ninety three. Then he directed American Beauty in ninety nine. Yeah. So he was already what forty something. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me do some quick maths. Quick maths. Um. Well, he would have been in his thirties. Thirty four. Yeah. But still, though, I mean, that's years off. What a strong thing to start on. Yeah. Really. Well, he's got the eye. He does. You know what I'm saying? He does. We're going to talk about the cinematography. Um, I mean, it was it was incredibly clever to shoot a movie, a war movie, as a continuous sequence. Mm-hmm. And you could see where the scenes, like, because, you know, you start looking for it. Yeah. Do you know the part where they're like, they're in the room? And he's like, there's a way out right here. And, and they go in, it gets real dark Yeah. all of a sudden. And then it, the light comes in from when they go inside the room, they cut their lights on. I was like, that was a cut. Yeah. You could see like when he was in the water, when he falls in the water, the camera pans over the water. And then all of a sudden he just comes up out from under the water. Yeah. Another cut. Like yeah. I started looking for the cuts. Yeah. There was one where they were um, crawling through those uh, holes. Yeah, uh, in no man's land, mm-hmm. 
and that camera did a cool like it rose up yep. and then came back down and i'm like all right that's where they cut mm-hmm. it at they had to do a cut when that that booby trap exploded yeah i mean because holy shit dude right but uh when the rat set it off tripwire yeah yeah the but the, yeah the scene where they top the hill and the artillery shells are just laying everywhere there's hundreds that was of a, them that was incredible i was like that's a poster yeah yeah they destroyed their own guns dude they killed their own cows yeah now, were they in france yes in france right okay they had to be well, right? the girl was french yeah so but i'm gonna uh, do it he's like why don't we just let them have this shit yeah for real fuck we, this shithole fuck, you know they don't like us anyway <laughs> like they? the the tension in this movie from start to finish it's on edge man like the anxiety yeah i well, like just constantly they, waiting for something bad to happen yeah and i like the the things that they did to kind of break the tension as well like um you know after all that shit happens and dude's telling him that story and him in the truck and mm-hmm. he, you hear all those like i like the way that they use like a real life instead of cutting to a separate scene yeah. somewhere else they use like real life as as the way to cut the tension for a minute and like let you breathe and then you're right back in that shit like right. it does a good, i felt like it did a good job of having breaks where you can kind of collect yourself just like the soldier is. Yeah, you know? it's like, all right, let's get our shit together. Yeah. Well, as soon as he got out of the truck, or he's like, all right, bridge is down. He's like, well, fuck it, I got to cross it. You know, and then you're right back in the shit again. Like, yeah. And, and when they first pick him up, you're like, oh, fuck, dude, he got a fucking ride there. This going right. to be awesome. Nope. Bridge is blown. Yeah. First, it gets stuck in the mud. And he's like begging him. Yeah, please. Please help. I can't. Come on, motherfuckers. He's like, all right, lads. Let's push it up. That, sh- that My shit. My grandfather that, was like, "Why is this Indian guy here?" And I was like, "It's." it's I mean, he, he could be in the war. It's a. It's a world war, you <laughs> yeah. know. Like, I mean, like, he probably it was fight with the Brits. Like, yeah. yeah. They there's a lot of a lot of stuff that they did right. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that they did right. Um, there's not much, if anything, that they did wrong, really. How how did y'all feel now? Huge spoiler alert. Two I mean, men set out on a journey. Yeah. And then when he's like, they pull this German out dies. of this plane that's on fire. Did my internet fucking drop again? No, I hear you. No, you're, you're still here. You can't hear us? I can hear you now. Okay. Sorry. Um, um, shit. When the, when the, when the plane wrecks. Yes. They pull this guy out. I mean, he's on fire. He's about to die. They put, they save his life. Yeah. And he looks at him and he said, we should just put him out of his misery. And he's like, no, yeah. man, fuck that. Get him some water. Yeah. And he runs over there. And as soon as he turns around, dude's being stabbed. You're like, no, man. Well, he shoots the motherfucker. This whole scene was sad, dude. Like It, it was. And it was leading, up to, leading up to that scene was, I mean, it, just him saying, I don't, I don't like this place. We need yeah. to like leave there you know well, he told him he's like why'd you bring me he's yeah like, go back that was one of my favorite parts the of the movie that, thing about the metal yeah that exchange and i dude that metal it's in that little tin thing yeah i mean it doesn't show it but i i can almost guarantee so he you, didn't like, give it away no he's just he, he, said he doesn't he wear it, it with some guy yeah for a bottle of wine 
I know but, there was a picture in there too that he kept looking at, but yeah, he kept checking it. Yeah. Make sure his medal was all right, I guess. Yeah. But the whole time, all right, from the time they leave the base, go behind enemy lines to the time he dies, you just like getting to like him. Yeah. Cause he's telling him these stories and where, you know, about his brother and where he grew up and he's just telling these funny little stories, you know, like you they're just making you like the guy. Yeah. And then I was sitting there like I was getting worried. I was like, are they both going to? I was like, I don't remember seeing both of them running in the trailer. Uh, yeah. And then he well, gets stabbed, dude. When he's laying there, he's like, am I dying? He's like, yeah. But did you see yeah. like he dies? He's sitting there with him. They Like there's no time to be sad about this. No. It's just all right. He's like, that's a fucking, it's a damn order, Corporal. Get, come on. Yeah. Get up. He but told like, him. Yeah, he you, said, don't dwell on it. That's war, baby. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. It still shows how in moments, how everything, I mean, you don't, you, in the moment, yeah, they had to get over it and, and proceed with what they're doing, but you can tell it still it still affected him. Oh, the whole especially, time he was riding in the back of that truck. Well, especially, too, when, you know, when when we get the closing shot revealing, you know, his wife and family, the photo, like, mm-hmm. like how, even though he survived all those things and did all those badass things, like he's, he was, he's just like all the other motherfuckers, man. Yeah. And he, and, re- he da- and I feel like he downplayed the metal shit so that people wouldn't like give him any more expectations than he already tries to have of himself. Well, yeah. what, what he said about the metal was right. The one, the one guy said, He's like, yeah, go ahead. You probably get a medal for it. It'll be something for him to send to your uh, wife when she's a yeah. widow. Oh, the way that, that guy, guy that was talking way, to him at he, the very beginning, the way them, that guy, the way the dude, the, the way he reacted to them. He having said, to if you get shot, we will have to wait until dark to come get you. But if you get shot, please throw the flare gun back because we don't have a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I he mean, blessed them. I mean, he knew they were going to get shot. Well, I mean, yeah. you know, well that that moment when it was all said and done, and he gave him the last bit of words. He looked at them, he looked up at the thing, and then looked back at him and was just like, "You're fucking crazy," and just walked off. You know, like yeah. And this is but back that, when, like, we used to like we would show up somewhere and dig a hole in the ground, <laughs> yeah, and fight from it. Which we don't do crazy. this shit no more, dude. This is because we mm. learned, like, you know, Vietnam taught us a lot. Yeah. Like you got to ambush motherfuckers. You got to show up when they're, when you just got to sit there and wait for days. Yeah. And then when they walk by flank them, like you don't just dig a hole and sit there and wait. Like, yeah. Well, well now war is, is more strategically fought instead of, instead of just two countries finding a battlefield and then just lobbing as many bodies as each other. It's just how many people got to die like that. Like, yeah, we finally, it's like even the Indians, could fight better than that, dude. <laughs> or when he tells them, he says, "If you're Indians, would get up at a tree or something and jump on you. Like they wasn't gonna dig a fucking hole in the ground." Well, you know. And when he when the dialogue when he tells them, like you know, if you guys are crossing at night, follow the stench of the dead horse. Yeah, he said, if, it's, "If it gets dark, just follow the smell." Well, I was always taught that World War One was the most important war in history. Because of how it changed. We learned. Yeah. We learned a lot from it. Well, at the beginning of the war, 
they were still fighting like revolutionary. Yeah, like life. lining up. Yeah, like there was honor it, here. If, if whenever you lost the battle, you had to hand your sword over. You know. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a handshake. Like yeah. So and they had like all that technology, tanks and and automatic weapons and things such as that. Like that stuff didn't. That stuff was invented because of World War One during the conflicts. So that alone propelled technology, especially when it comes to like war, you know, any kind of uh, weapons or it was a game um, changer. Yeah. I mean, it because that that was like the Jeep, like any of these things that that were that were Volkswagen. Right? Yeah. I mean, they they were using horses at the beginning of this war, like. You know, they they were fighting old school, and they're like, we can't fight this way. We're, we're killing way too many people. We've got to be smart about how we fight. And it changed the landscape of the world, you know? It's just, it's it's amazing. And it's also from, like, what we're doing. It's amazing that there haven't been as many films highlighting that war itself because I think that it's overshadowed by its bigger world brother. War I? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a World War One movie. <laughs> Can y'all think of was the thin red line? Was that that was two, right? I think that was yeah. I think that was. What two. about what about All Quiet on the Western Front, or was that two? Wasn't a Dunkirk? Wasn't that kind of part of one? <coughs> the only reason I say that's because no, that was of the World planes. War II. Was it two? Okay. Yeah. But um, <sighs> what I thought was crazy was the rifle they have. I believe that's called an M one. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that for sure. I know I've I've held one before. Yeah, and they're heavy as fuck. Yes, it's a heavy ass fucking gun, dude. And you're sitting there when you're watching them carry all this shit around in that gun. It's like that fucking gun's heavy, dude. Like, not to they mention to, they've got three backpacks yeah, on, four like, jackets. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. All that dude. shit that he's carrying around, and then you know anything. I mean, just everything you got is what you got on you. So you better better hang on to that water bottle uh but that gun man they used that in world war one and two and you can still wow. purchase those guns i knew somebody that had one and I, like I, he carbine? would use it to hunt i don't know it's an m1 it's just a rifle that you saw the way yeah. they would load that clip in the bottom I can't pretend to be some sort of weapons expert because i'm not but yeah yeah you know but you know the you know that's just yeah. your classic but that that gun went on to fight in the next war. Yeah. That's the same gun they used before they, you know, I guess what moved up to that, what's that rifle called they use now? The, um. The, our version's AR-15. Were they M-16 uh, or something? Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. We ain't got to get into the gun debate over here, but. Uh, <laughs> right. That gun, man, I've held one of those guns. You know, like it was the same gun they used in World War Two, and that motherfucker weighed like I don't know fifty pounds. I don't know, dude. It was fucking heavy. Like, and you're like, why is it so heavy? It's a solid ass gun, dude. Well, heavy in regards to like it would become a burden. Over oh yeah, time, it seems. Oh yeah, especially if you've been awake for a few days and yeah, you know, you're trekking around. You got this fucking gun hanging off your back. Like, I just wanted to bring that up about the gun because I thought that was cool that they used it in both. Um, a lot of things changed between the two. Yeah. But um, that so gun stuck around because it was a good weapon. So this is a list of uh, World War One films. And I'm not going to go through all of them. I'm just going to hit like the, 
because there's a lot of them. Uh, but uh, Warhorse, um, Flyboys. Oh, I've seen that. Uh, Legends of the Fall. The airplane movie. Yeah. Okay. Um, Lawrence of Arabia was uh is took place during World War One. Uh, so there's not a lot of like Hacksaw Ridge. That was one. I still haven't seen that. It's really good, dude. You should check it out. Um, so, I mean, really though, there's not a lot of like popular, like on the radar. Not like this. I think Hacksaw's Ridge would have been the last one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it would have had to have been. So Hacksaw, let me pull up Hack because I don't want to. I mean, Google's never let me down, but. The Trenches one? I'm on IMDb's list. Yeah. The Trench actually stars Daniel Craig. Yeah, I see his picture here. Came out in 2000, November 2000. Um, But did y'all. Yeah. He probably said that. I don't know. No, it says. uh, I didn't think Hacksaw Ridge was a. No, it's World War II. I wonder why it says. Anyway, so did y'all know that it the movie's kind of based on a true story? Well, I knew when he, especially when it popped up at the end, he said dedicated to someone that. Yeah, he told the stories about the war. A family member had the same last name. <laughs> it says World War One story from director Sam Mendes' grandfather. Says here, truth is stranger than fiction, as it has famously been said. That certainly holds up when it comes to the plot of director Sam Mendes' new World War One epic, nineteen seventeen, which just won Best Picture Monday. Uh, Gold Globe. Globe. Globes, yeah. yeah. Um, the film opens with a claustrophobia-inducing trek through the ill-kept British trenches that introduced Mendes' unique. Filming style, which feels like it was filmed via one continuous shot. Um, all right, so it says the Germans really did retreat, which led to led to pronounced confusion on the side of the Allies. It says in the spring of 1917, the Germans really did launch Operation Albrecht. Albrecht. That's close enough. Albrecht. Uh, and fall back to the Hindenburg Line, a newly built and massively fortified safe hold, as Mendez described at Vanity Fair. Uh, Doran Cart, senior curator of the National World War One Museum and Memorial, told Smithsonian Magazine the Germans were consolidating their forces in preparation for potential further offensive operations. They, they, he continued, never said they were retreating. They were simply moving to a better defensive position. Much of the confusion that this inspired, which is shown so effectively within Mendez's linear storytelling, came from the fact that Germans basically moved 42 miles of their existing front line overnight. As Blake and Schofield relay their instructions to the leader of their own front line, um, asking him where the holes in their own wires are hopefully for hopefully seamless exit. Uh, the research shows everyone disagreeing. 
So you have a dramatically wonderful situation where you have a general say they've gone, they've abandoned their position. Trust me, go across no man's land and 200 yards later, you will meet someone else saying that's absolute nonsense. You're going to die if you go over the top. And we did last night and we died. What the fuck are you doing? Um, hold on. It says Blake and Schofield's mission didn't but could have happened. The idea was loosely based on a story my grandfather told me. So while neither Blake nor Schofield were real soldiers, the need to deliver messages physically was common. The Germans had cut off telegraph cables and telephone lines, rarely survived. My grandfather fought in the First World War. He He was very young and small and very fast. He was given the job of carrying messages on the Western Front. The spirit of what he told me and the central idea of a man carrying a message wouldn't leave me. It's clung on in there somehow for the last 50 years. One mission of his grandfather's seems to have carried particular weight for the filmmaker. It wasn't until his mid-70s that he decided he was going to tell the story of what happened to him when he was in his teenage years. And there was one particular story he told us of being tasked to carrying a single message through no man's land in dusk in the winter of 1916. He was a small man, and they used... To, they used to send him with messages because he ran five and a half feet because he ran five and a half feet and the mist used to hang about six feet in no man's land. So he wasn't visible above the mist and that stayed with me. And that was the story I found I wanted to tell. Could you imagine oh. being so short that you're like, all right, this oh. is no man's land. Run Wonder Woman's not- yeah. Deliver this message over here. Uh, if you get shot, uh, so if you get seen, you're going to get shot by, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of fucking German troops, you know, like so you're just, just running go. from trench to trench. Yeah. Deliver messages. What if you get turned around? It's like run straight. Uh, I mean, I guess what if he's you run be into good the barbed wire. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, a lot can go wrong here. Oh, he told him, he said, if you fall in one of those holes, you're not going to get out. One of those, you said something about these big holes they had, and them bitches were deep. Oh yeah, like I, I was like they're going to be deep, but I didn't know that they were that. You know what I mean? Well, when like, they were walking across no man's land, I was like, "What the fuck happened to this place?" It got. And then you see all that artillery shells, and you're like, "Oh, yeah, they've been bombing the fuck out of it for weeks." Because then, when all you right. get past that, you see like, "Oh, here's the countryside." Yeah. This is what it used to look like. Do you want to see what no man's land looks like today? Yeah. I do. Uh, I'll put it in. Uh, and movie news. Yeah. Oh, wow. Look at all those holes. Yeah. Here's wow. Here's another one. This one actually has the drawings of the trenches on it before the trenches would have been that this one is in Italy. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Still no yeah. trees. Yeah. I mean, dude, how fucking nuts is that? Check Tell me how. Out creepy this fucking picture is. I'm going to pull up a picture of because you know they had photos of it. Oh, you got yeah. some. 
Yeah, that's creepy, dude. Right. So I'm on Google Image here, and I just put in No Man's Land World War One, and it's just, you know. One depressing shot after the other, you know. It really is, dude. The black and white doesn't help it, that's for sure. No, not at all. I mean, it's fucking terrifying, man. And it really goes to show you, like, I mean. War. Was it worth killing that many people over? No. I mean, so the reason the immediate cause of World War One that made the aforementioned items come into play was the assassination of Franz Ferdinand of Austria-Hungary. <laughs> Take me out. It's funny because there were two songs that came out, right? He had Take Me Out. Yeah. And then there was another song that came out around the same time that was about him. Yeah. It says it, it began in 1914 after the assassination of Franz Ferdinand. Did stab him or something? Or did he get shot? Uh, he, shot. he got shot. I remember the music video now. It says during the conflict, Germany, Austria, Hungary, Bulgaria, and the Ottoman Empire fought against Great Britain, France, Russia, Italy. Romania, Japan, and the United States. Thanks to new military technologies and the horrors of trench warfare, World War I saw unprecedented levels of carnage and destruction. By the time the war was over and the Allied powers claimed victory, more than 16 million people, soldiers and civilians alike, were dead. I mean, it's... What a cool name. Franz Ferdinand? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Franz. I think it's Franz yeah, Ferdinand. It's Franz. Franz Ferdinand. Look at this. But, uh, I mean. They got him colorized, there... dude. Check him out. Look at that fucking mustache, dude. He looks like he would have the voice of, uh, what's that guy, dude, from Parks and Rec? Oh, Ron I mean, Swanson? Yeah, dude. Here's, here's a. Here's a refresher on the perspective of World War One. It led to the mobilization of more than 70 million military personnel, including 60 million Europeans, making it one of the largest wars in history. It's also one of the deadliest conflicts with an estimated 9 million combatants, 7 million civilian deaths as a direct result while resulting genocides and the resulting 1918 influenza pandemic caused another 50 to 100 million deaths worldwide. That's fucking nuts, the Coronavirus man. going on there. Yeah. So before this, we had the last major war that was going on was... Hold on, let me get to... Cause this was don't the, they refer to this as the Great War, right? Yeah. This war went okay. Yeah. Thought so. So you had um the Philippine American War. Yeah, where we fucking Yeah. <laughs> we showed up and just Yeah. Fucked them up, man. They never yeah. stood a chance. The second Boer War? Never heard of that one. Uh that was the British Empire against the South African Republic. Then you had the Boxer Rebellion. Um, 
the Fulby Fulby War. I don't know. Um, I mean, like it's a lot of you know, like right here's the Philippine Revolution that happened. You know, it's a lot of small things. Yeah, little conflicts. Yeah, but nothing like nothing. I like mean, this. it's it's called World War One for a goddamn reason. Yeah, I mean, it was a fucking, it was a thing, you know. Um, but I mean, it's it's crazy to think that like somewhere somebody's like, not only are we gonna start this war. But we're gonna send so many fucking <laughs> people to die. To yeah, just bodies, troop boots on the ground, dude. See if we have more than they do. <laughs> that's like yeah. you, whoever. That's what he said. He said it's last man standing. Yeah, it's a. It's basically one giant dick measuring contest. You know, whose dick is bigger? Well, they're we're the like sending like seventeen year olds over there, man. Yeah, if Putting not young in their dude. hand. Tell them run. Yeah. I mean, that shit is just bad. And it's it's bound to happen again. Like it won't be like that, but yeah. Well it will be like that if somehow technology was completely wiped out. Well not not wiped well, out. If but, if like a EMP yes. on a large scale, one of those like, like nukes that they world. EMP you with. Yeah, like a world, a and world. All nuke. electronics gone, electrical grids yeah. down for good. It's going to take 20 years to rebuild it. Yeah. Um, we're going old school. I, th- I think that in itself would spark a war. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if anybody even- nukes anybody, there's going to be a war. Oh, yeah, but I'm just saying if something, if somebody somehow developed an EMP device that could just take out Russia's the got one that if they, if they blow it up over the U S and Canada, uh, it will lock, knock out a lot of the electrical grids and just anything. Elect- I mean, they've got one, not to mention yeah. the little bit of fallout. Cause they figured out, we finally figured out you don't want it to hit the ground and blow up. Yeah. You want it to blow up in the, in the air because the, the fallout will go further. Yeah, which is fucked up. Yeah. It's really fucked it's up. It's real fucked up. I mean, war in itself is just a fucked up concept. And it and it's such a well, human it's like, thing. Look, man, you've got your land, we've got our land. We already did this. Yeah. Let's just let's everybody be happy with what we got. Right. At least you got something. But if if the I don't think we're pop- fighting over land anymore. That's something well, we're fighting over resources yeah, now. That that'll be a problem. Yeah, well, we've I been mean, doing that for the last 20 years, right? Well, we've been doing it since the 90s, right? Yeah. Yeah, it, so, yeah. I mean, that's even longer. Yeah. So I mean, fuck the fuck fighting over land. The only way we're going to fight over land is if overpopulation becomes so bad that that we need more land. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's a two for one. It's already pretty bad. Yeah, which is fucked up to say. But it is fucked for, up to say it. It's a two for one in the fact that, like, all right, you're going to dwindle the population down a pretty significant amount, and you're possibly going to get more territory out of that. That could be a reason to have a war. Yeah, for sure. To thin it out a little. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, you've got what sixteen million people died in World War One. God damn, um, it's a lot, man. Sixteen million. So, what was the death toll of World War Two? I'm gonna say probably twice that amount. What do you think? Don't Trav? you think it's more? What was the question again? What do you think the total death toll for World War Two was? So World War One was sixteen million. What about two? I think it's higher because there was say, there were more. You know what I mean? There had there, it was a bigger war. Like yeah, I'm gonna say like somewhere like what fifty million. I was gonna be around thirty. Y'all, uh, y'all ready for it? Yeah. 85 million. Oh my God. 85 million. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. That's a lot of carnage. Yeah. It's a lot of pointless. Was it worth it? You know, right? Like, not really. I mean, what? What Hitler was in World War Two, what Hitler was trying to do and all this stuff was fucked up. But and I know we didn't have the technology until towards the end of that war where we showed Japan what was up. But still, though, it's like it got to that point, you know, mm-hmm. it's fucking insane to think about. Like well, the I, fact that it was so many different conflicts that just kind of merged into one. Well, and yeah. dude, that's a that's that's the deaths that we know of. Yeah, we've those are recorded deaths. It's probably closer to a hundred. It's gotta be, yeah. Because we're talking people, you know. It's gotta be, yeah. Well, and you know when we had that recent scare with Iran, right? Mm-hmm. Iran, whatever you want to yeah. call it, Iran, Iran. And you know everybody was freaking out. Oh, draft, 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 draft. You know. We were talking about it, and it's like, oh, man. I mean, a draft's not going to happen unless it's just... Military, is, it's, it's all right. Yeah, unless something just unbelievable happens in the world. Draft's not going to happen. But if a draft does happen... You suit the fuck up, man. Well, I won't I won't get drafted. No, I won't either. Uh, but I would try to take the place of one, somebody that would because I'm the firstborn. Right, mm-hmm. so I won't get drafted because of that. I'm and, an only child, so right. But you know who would get drafted? Both of my brothers. Yeah, they're, and they're in espe- that age range, and yeah, especially my middle brother. Mm-hmm. Like he is a firefighter, and he is a paramedic. Oh yeah, they need him. Yeah, so you know, and it's like I would take. One of their places. places with them, yeah, in a heartbeat, dude. I mean, I don't want that to ha- ever happen, but if it did, I would try my hardest to trade places with with both of them or one of them. You know, mm-hmm. even if I couldn't walk, I might just let me fucking do it. Like, leave them here. I, I think, you know? like with nine eleven. If there was a war that broke out like that, because when nine eleven happened, how many people have you heard say when nine eleven happened, I joined the army? Yeah, I know. I've heard like ten people say that. They like, yeah. well, that's why I joined. Because mm-hmm. you're you're gonna get all these people that want to go. Yeah, 
So I don't I don't think there'll ever be another draft, man. I don't think there ever will. Like I said, unless something just ridiculously unbelievable happens. Uh, really, uh, we're talking every country at war, all hands yeah. on deck. Yeah, everybody. And that's, you know, like, like I said. what humanity is about to do for a while. You know, Israel. Yeah. Um, About each other. It's mandatory. I think there's yeah. a few countries, but there I know for sure. I think you, Germany's the same It's way. mandatory you will serve in the military once you hit yeah. a certain age for so many years. So everyone in the country is trained to yeah. fight if something happens. Yeah. Which I don't think is a terrible idea because, and this I is I think why. it would straighten some kids out. Well, not only that, but you got to think about this. Everybody in our country wants to talk about, oh, I don't get all these opportunities. I don't get all these opportunities, blah, 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 blah. Well, I had this discussion with somebody not that long ago. I'm like, well, if you were were required to go into the military for a minimum, let's say, of two years, mm-hmm. right? You get trained. You get So you get combat and survival training for free, right? Education is going to be free. Education and. For you and your kids. The cream of the crop. The, the brightest people, whether you come from some fucking shithole inner city or some fucking backwoods, nowhere, fucking middle of nowhere, fucking town. Like if you're intelligent and you don't have yourself, don't have the drive to pursue something more, you will you will be noticed You'll in be that noticed. environment. Yeah. So it's 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 not a bad thing that they do that. And it's like, you know. I wouldn't join the military right now. I wouldn't join the military ever, but I could see in a past or a different life. I, I would have, yeah. you know? Yeah. But it's just crazy, man. The world is a fucked up place and watching a movie like this. Amazing as it was, how well shot it was and everything. It just, it doesn't change the fact that it's like, War is such a fucked up thing, and it's such a fucked up concept, you know? I know it's necessary. I want to cut to, um, can't we all just get alone? Yeah, right. I can't remember his name. Rodney King. Yeah. Can't we all just get alone? And we can, you know? Something's going to have to happen. Like, and this this is something we're going to talk about later in in the episode, but the watchman thing kind of needs to happen. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Some, something needs to happen Elaborate, in the world. Yeah. Well, something needs to happen in the world to like, we, we need to everybody have our, put their shit, shit aside. What was that? What was the movie with the octopus aliens? Um, arrival. Yeah. Well, something needs to happen. Yeah. Well, we yeah. all got to come together and be like, all right, look, we all got a common goal here, and it's not to fucking die. Yeah, not to have but our planet obliterated. Something's got to happen. Yeah. I could see governments doing something like that just to bring it together. Oh, yeah. Like faking but, it. But the thing is, is that all the governments are going to have to participate in something like that. And is everybody going to? Nah, well, I, can name a, things, I can name a well, that's where things. Well, that's where things start getting tenfold hat. Yeah. But it's a real possibility, though, at the same time. Like, I, I could see. Like I, it's, I feel like it could be just like the previous wars. 
It's just a, and kind of what we're seeing now, it's these small conflicts where people are taking sides and it just balloons into just something greater. Yeah. And more horrifying, you know? Yeah. But yeah, as far as the movie goes, I enjoyed it. I thought it was very well done. I thought the story was incredible. Um, I mean, pretty much everything about it. There wasn't you'll, anything. You'll feel the weight of this, like, of, 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 of what we've been talking yeah. Um A camera thing that I really liked a lot in this movie was when it would, as it follows the guy for a few seconds, the camera would pan around and you would get a shot of the distance travel. Mm. And yeah. it, just, it just did such a good job of making you be there and immersed in the journey with the with the characters yeah uh one really cool shot was when they went around that water and the camera went across the water but follow yeah Yeah. i thought that was neat um i love the flares oh Oh, man man. that shot of them running through of him running through the uh the area at night like after after the the cut to black yeah. I mean, it's just, it's amazing that they were able to do all this stuff. Like, could you imagine the coordination it took to do that flare scene? Well, and, it, and it's like, that's why they're like, we got to try to nail this. Yeah. You know, like when the building was on fire. Yeah. How many times are you going to burn the building down? You know, like we got to nail this. Yeah. How good was this actor? He was fucking a amazing even like Like, even when he wasn't saying anything he was just acting with his face yeah Yeah. which is really fucking hard to do the look in his eye yeah when he climbed out of that water and climbed over those bloated dead bodies yeah and just broke down and i was like all right motherfucker you gotta keep it together man yeah don't fucking snap now and then he comes in the cameras pan around and these soldiers are listening to this guy sing this song. They're about to go into battle. You know, the songs about yeah, I'm coming home, you know, this song's like, all right, we're all about to go into battle. We know what's going to probably happen. Yeah. Uh, we've seen all the other battlefields and, you know, we've seen the dead, but you know, we've seen them bringing the guys in with a fucking, did y'all see the guy with half his shoulder missing? Yeah. When he hit the casualty tent, yeah. Um, but them all sitting there like, all right, we're about to do this. And the dude was singing. And he's like, I'm, yeah. what do you say? I'm looking for the devs. I was like, well, motherfucking mate, we're the devs. Yeah. He's like, I made it. Like, holy shit. That guy told him, he said, what was that colonel's name? I can't remember Cumberbatch. Yeah. I can't remember his name. But I he told him, he said, if you make it there, you make sure there's witnesses. Yeah. And he's like, these are direct orders. And he's like, yeah, but some men just love to fight. Yeah. And he and it happened when he got there. He's like, we got them on the ropes. We've got them on the run. He's like, no, motherfucker, you don't. They've been planning this shit. Yeah. But he was right. He's like, orders will come in tomorrow, next week, attack at dawn. Like, it's not over. Yeah. Oh, and then when he goes out and finds his brother. Yeah, that shit was so oh, fucking man. sad, dude. He's like, you're from. He's like, I'm from the eighth. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? 
Yeah. If like, you're from eighth, on, you man. know my brother. He's like, I came here with him. He's like looking around. He just gave him the look like. Yeah. That's what the one guy, you know, the guy with the nose, like whenever he goes in there, Cumberbatch, instead of saying great job. Yeah. Because I know you just went through hell to get here. He said, fuck off. Yeah. But when he walked out the door, I was sitting there like, not even going to get a thank you or a well done or pat on the fucking back. Something. Motherfucker, I just risked my life, you know? Yeah. To save yours. But when he came out, the dude with the nose, I can't think of this guy's name. Seen him in a bunch of movies. He was like, well done, Corporal, you know? Yeah. And he said, I'm looking for Blake, uh, left left hand Blake is what he called him. I think the other guy, he's like, well, if you're looking for left hand Blake, he would have gone out with his men. Yeah. Where can I find him? He's like, well, you can check the, the casualty tent otherwise. And he just looked at him like, I mean, if he ain't in that tent, then yeah, he's, he didn't come back. Yeah. Him running across when he he was like, you're going to have to wait for the first wave to go out before you can make it. Because he says about another 300 yards that way. He said, fuck it. Yeah. And he ran up and that guy was like, Corporal, what are you doing? And he just ran right over the edge, dude. Yeah, yellow. Um, this know? tracking scene here, we've talked about it before, but when he when he falls down twice was not scripted. He just bumped into somebody while he, and they just told him, like, keep going. And you could tell he wasn't meant to fall because the camera was, like, right there with him. And then when he yeah. fell, the camera kept going, but you could see it, like, wait up yeah. for him to get up and keep running. But that was a great scene. Oh, he um, fucking – that first one that he hit come out of nowhere, yeah, and it, it just laid his ass down. It, well, yeah, and then the second one, he turned, like, a little flip almost, like little roll. Yeah. But it, it added to it. It did. And he just hopped up and just kept fucking running, dude. This guy did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, I, I love I it. I watch there's, him in anything. Yeah. Uh, there's another movie that's coming out that he's in with, uh, I think, Charlie Hunnam or something. But, uh, but yeah, I give this movie a star. Yeah. Full-blown, you know, star. Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a star as well, man. Uh, I mean, it's... It's going to get an Oscar. For something, yeah, yeah, for sure. I I really enjoyed it, man. It was it it was nice to see something that we really haven't seen a lot of, uh, like World War One movies. I really liked the way that you know they kept the focus on the guys or the guy, depending on what part of the movie you're in, and the way that they use camera works and camera tricks to actually show you the environment. Um, around them for like brief moments at a time was genius. Like, oh, yeah. it, I, I like that a lot where it doesn't like, it doesn't force a lot of like crazy gory shit mm-hmm. down your throat. But what it does is it like forces you to acknowledge the horrors of war. Yeah. Like whenever they're going through the barbed wire and the, the thing stuck in it and then, yeah. It and then they hand. get, yeah, and then they go down that hill, and there's, like, dead bodies. Dead like horses. Yeah, when they go over like, the dead horse, and the flies are over it. Yeah. It's like, oh, now, man. There, there was one it. part of the movie, one part of the movie that made me go, of course it did. It was when the plane got shot down, and it went over behind the ridge, and then suddenly it's up and coming towards the barn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I For a moment, I was kind of like, eh. 
Yeah, but, but that had did. to happen to lose, you know. But the shot, I mean, I mean, but the shot of the camera going up behind him and they're just sitting there watching him dogfight in the air, that was badass. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much, so much goodness here. Um, yeah, I'm giving let's, it the full star. Let's, let's, let's acknowledge this, too, for a period piece. It looked great. Like, the oh, trenches, absolutely. they did great work. Yeah. Digging out these trenches. And then when you get to the German side, there's, like, reinforced concrete. And, yeah, rebar. Uh, fuck it. Yeah, he's like, they built all this? Well, like, Well, it almost showed you that they were more prepared. Oh, yeah, yeah like, they've been waiting. They were set up a line and was waiting on it. And then, like, I started thinking about this, guys. I was sitting there watching it, and I was like, those soldiers had to show up and dig that. Yeah. You got a, you got 2,000 guys in a line, and you're like, dig down until you can, like, stand up in it and not be seen. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's with those little bitty shovels. Yeah. They dug that out. God damn, dude. How do you not get shot while you're doing that? Like, Right. I mean, do it it's, at night. Could you imagine, up, dude, when you're sitting in line and they're like, start digging. No. You're digging your own fucking grave, dude. Yeah, more or less. So what are you going to give it, Trav? A full star. Excellent movie. Um, I really enjoy, and this is fucked up sounding, but I really enjoy watching a good war movie. Yeah. Because it's that's never ever 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 unless something crazy time traveling that's we're never gonna see that we're, Not like it's that. Never, no it's never gonna be experienced in our life it's just not like that and it's just it's a constant reminder you know everybody's like don't repeat the past don't repeat the past you know if you keep doing the same shit you're doomed to repeat the past this that and the other but like that right there makes you not want to fuck off. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It shows. Well, it also, it, and I think this kind of happens with every war movie. It reminds you that, you know, ever since like I think, uh, like the like it, it's been it's been colonial times since we've ever had a, a legit war on the, the mainland. Yeah, there's never been a modern war on. U.S. soil and films like this, you know, definitely re- uh, revived my gratefulness that, you know. Well, when you because, saw you that know, whole city just the pond, you know, it's a different story over there. When war breaks out, a lot of countries are fucked up. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in the past, you know, even with the war in the Middle East for the past couple of decades and further back for anyone who cares enough to get technical with it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's just sad, man. It is, man. You always hear people say that, like, they're like, I'd rather it be there than here. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that. I mean, yeah, you're right about well, that. It, it yeah. reminds everyone too, that we're the scariest thing on the planet. Yeah. You know what? You know what's the scariest thing on the planet? Determination. Yeah. <laughs> like if you're fucking determined to get you, whatever the fuck they have, and you're and you're and you're clever enough to get so many people, yeah, to feel the same, yeah, or force them to. 
Sometimes you got to do stuff, even though even though the 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 newer modern thing to do is to show you the the gray and everything and how you know it it wasn't as black and white as as things were laid out to be. At the heart of it, though, it's still either a person or a group of people with an idea of how to control another populace or the desire to to get it, or not even not even control the people, but just gain the land grab to just get more resources yeah to build their their you know to build their their stuff up and that's always gonna always happen and it's maybe not in the you know it's slowed down i mean it's still happening but it's not like it was well you know before um before the new president took office our troops that were over there in the Middle East fighting, they had rules that they had to follow. Yeah. Um, A lot of people died because of that. Uh, You couldn't, if someone was running at you with a gun pointed at you, you couldn't shoot them until they shot at you first. Yeah. Which is, and a lot of times that first shot, that's the shot that gets your ass. So, yeah, um, this happened, you know, recently that guy got pardoned and the reason why, you know, the, his first day on the job, this motorcycle, which right before he got the job, um, the captain and a few others, a motorcycle was coming up to him really fast. Two guys on it. It was a bomb. Yeah. Rode up beside him, blew him up, killed him. He got the job. There was a motorcycle coming right for him. You know, they're telling him to stop. They're, you know, putting their hands up. Motorcycles coming right for him. So they shoot him. Kill him. He's like, this ain't happening to us. Well, he sat in jail for years, dude. Which is crazy. It, it's very crazy because that's just, it's not how you do war. Especially yeah. with people like this. That's not yeah, how you do spe- war. You don't do war that way. Yeah. I mean. But yeah. now the rules have gone back to the way they were before. And I, I mean, are you guys noticing every time we have a little, you know, episode here, they always come out and say, no casualties. We, we didn't lose a soldier. Yeah, that's because the rules have changed. Now you don't have to worry that you're gonna sit in jail for the rest of your life for protecting your own life. I just like that now that every time there's some kind of thing, I'm like, God damn, how many troops we lose this time? You know, zero. Zero. That's great. Which is what you yeah. want. Yeah. I mean, if they're gonna be over there risking their life for me, at least let them shoot fucking first. Yeah, it's easy for people. But if you're, it's easy but for mean, someone to make those rules. Evidence that might show that you're losing. That's information you're probably not going to give to the public as well. It's easy for people to want to do use those rules, and people that back those rules. It's like, yeah, but you're not in those boots. Yeah, and you'll never you're be in a, those boots. Yeah, you're if not it in was you. And you saw a car coming for you that's got a bomb strapped to it. You can't shoot at that until it gets there. Well, yeah. when well, when you're dealing with like an ideological clash of chaos versus order, order will send itself in a loop because of its own convictions, and chaos will just always be chaotic. So it's hard to determine what's a tr- what's a real victor. Yeah, but yeah, we're given. I knew it was going to get three stars. I mean, even before we watched it, we knew 
yeah. the trailer was enough for me. Like, I would have yeah. gave it three stars on the trailer alone. I mean, I feel like there's no way to overhop this movie. Nah. But it just, it, it, considering to the stuff that's currently out, I mean, it's just, it's so much better than a lot of the other garbage oh, that's yeah. out right now. Yeah. I like a good period piece. I like a good, you know, I like a historical film. Yeah. I like that. I Like you said, Griffin, we'll never get to experience that without a time machine. So it's cool to see it. Yeah. And, and when it's done well, it's even better. Yeah. Did y'all notice I dropped the photo in here of uh, that's Franz Ferdinand's jacket he was wearing when he was assassinated. It's still got the blood stain on it. It's fucking that's in crazy. a museum somewhere. It'd be kind of cool to see that. See, that's something I'd be I, like. That's something I like shit like that. It's like, oh, dude, that's yeah. a fucking jacket, dude. It's like, that's crazy. I, Shit's 100 years to, old. Yeah. I used to watch like history and science oh, channels constantly. Dude, whenever Just, they went back and colorized World War Two. Yeah. All that World War Two in H D. Yeah. Mm. The fucking craziness, man. Love it. What we got now? So, we, got, we got where where you going with? You going to movie news? No. Um Watchmen. Oh. I finally finished Watchmen. And uh did so not about disappoint. To rape this shit. Yeah. Did not disappoint at all. Um I love the direction that they went with it. I love the way that how they incorporated some of the uh, legacy characters or whatever you want to call them, the OG characters. Um, I I really like the story, and I love how um, the Watchmen itself is already a, uh, you know, it's basically like a parallel universe if things would have went sideways with us. And I like the way that they incorporated, like, the fact that they're in their reality, things are taking a back, a back step uh, when it comes to like race, you know, things like that. But it's also one of those things too, where it's like, th- this could be a reality if people were dedicated enough to a specific cause. You know what I mean? Uh, which is fucking nuts to even think it's that's the scariest fucking thing to ever think about. Like we were talking about earlier, like dude determination. Yeah. I mean, and just, uh, the story itself, the fucking web that was weaved. Let me you ask know? you this though. When it first started happening in the first episode, they lay a lot out. Yeah, they do. I was like, we're going there. Yeah. And I'm like, they gotta be careful. This is, that's it's still a sensitive subject. Yeah, it's it's always going to be, I think. For and I just couldn't time. believe. I was like, are we really, are we going there? But yeah. this just goes to show you, man, with the right kind of writing, yeah. it's not off limits. No, it's not. If I would have been in there reading the script, especially when at the beginning, it's like, okay, I got some questions. Uh, are you sure you want to do this? Because, you know, we don't know how the public's going to take it. But as you keep going, it's like, okay. Okay, yeah. all right, all right, all right. Like, Well, I really like the way that they wrote it, and they didn't like... It wasn't preachy. No. no. You know what I mean? going on. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, I mean, we're all humans, regardless of the color of your skin. So it's like the idea that 
okay, you have this like predetermined quote unquote bad guy, but you also see like their motivations, which is a lot of gray area. You see the motivations of the rest of the uh, characters, which is a lot of gray areas. So it, it does a nice job at that where it just, it's gray. It's a complete gray area and you just watch it and interpret it for yourself. And it doesn't feel like preachy or overbearing or anything like that. It just feels very well done and everything feels like it's in moderation. You know what I mean? Well, and what you realize here is like, we're just, you know, the, the whole KKK thing, like these people are being used yeah, to yeah. fight a war, and the people that are fighting the war—it's—they're not even fighting this war for the same reasons. They're just being used. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you finally find that out, you're like, "Oh, they're just using them." Yeah. You know, they're trying to make their cause look like you know, because it's like later on you get into it, it's like trying to build a portal. Yeah. What, what the fuck? What's that got to do with you know? Yeah. Getting rid of other races, like they were just using them. Yeah. And that shit, like, it wasn't supposed to, they were still supposed to be laying in the shadows. And it, like, you know, some shit got out of control. It is what it is. And it, and it kind of, like, you know, touches on stuff that's going on with us still today. When the cop gets in the car and he said, I think I saw a fucking Rorschach mask. Yeah. I think this guy, what'd they call him? Calvary? Yeah, the Calvary. Yeah. Seventh Calvary. I think I, I think he's seventh Calvary. Please unlock my gun. His gun is locked. Yeah. You can't even access your gun unless somebody hits a button. Yeah. And that got him killed. If he would have had his gun on him, because as soon as the gun unlocks, he looks up, dude mows him down. Yeah. That's it. What was it? A a truck full of cabbage? Was it corn? It was cabbage? cabbage dude truck full of fucking cabbage but looking glass dude oh he was the best the main chick was awesome but looking glass dude he like he was my favorite showed up showed out dude yeah and it kind of made sense because they were they in like where were they at it wasn't kentucky oklahoma oklahoma so his voice was just yeah and that mask every time i see him wearing it i'm like he can't even see right now yeah. But when you finally hit, I, I remember, dude, like it was yesterday, episode five, dude. Yeah. When you finally get his backstory and why he's batshit fucking crazy. Yeah. That seeing that octopus, dude, laid out over the fucking Manhattan. And it fucked everything, everything up, dude. And yeah. people were like tortured for it, just scared, afraid that was going to happen. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, what was the guy on Mars? Uh, Dr. Manhattan? No, no. Oh, that was on one of the Neptune. Um, was it Neptune? Uh, Jupiter. One of the moons of Jupiter, right? Okay. Um, when you finally figure out what's going, because the whole time you're watching that, you're just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, (laughs) where where is he? Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. What was that comfy weird? That yeah. almost uh, Terry Gillum I couldn't style. wait. Yeah, it was oh, when he was digging up those little babies from the pond. Yeah. And took them back and baked them. And then I knew that something was up because all the, all the guys looked the same. The women looked the same. Like I was like, I knew something was up with that. I was like, he's just printing these motherfuckers out somehow. Like That's why he, don't, yeah. he doesn't care to kill them. Cause, right. 
But he wanted this little perfect world. He wanted it. Yeah. But once he got there, he was like, I don't want it. And uh, was it Lady True? He yeah, sends Lady a message True. to Lady True to get him out. She did a good job. Um, first yeah, time you really but, see her is when she shows up at the, the people's house and she's like, I want your land. Yeah. And, you're all, and I want it right now. Oh, and I printed a baby. Out. That that was so fucking. I creepy. figured out like, dude, I'm telling you like five minutes before they tell you I'm sitting there watching it and I'm like, her goddamn boyfriend's Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Right before they tell you, you know it because you see the shit that's like, you see them lining it up and you're like, it's him. That makes sense. Yeah. But it was like right before it happened, dude. Like a scene before they fucking reveal it. You're like, it's her fucking boyfriend, dude. Yeah. It's her husband. She's like, like yeah, because it's like, he's here. He's on earth. Like, well, and, her, and the dad person. told her, her yeah. grandfather said, he's, he's here walking around. Didn't he say that? Yeah. Well, then just the way they were lining it up. And then when he shows up, how cool was the scene where the episode where you see her in Vietnam? Oh, my God. And it's going back and forth. And he's like, hang on, because I'm living. I'm I'm in Everybody. three different places right now. I'm everywhere. Yeah. Like, we're having a conversation right now, two years from now. Yeah. And we're going to fight. She's like, we don't have to fight. And he's like, oh, we're going to fight. I'm like. You go tell me to leave. And it happened. Like, could you imagine though? I get why she was like, look, dude, if you're going to be with me, like we can't have a normal relationship here. Cause you always know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, so he put it on hold. Um, the chick going, the, the chick that played the cop, the FBI, she did a good job. Yeah. And she would yeah, go she into did. the Dr. Manhattan phone. Yeah. And tell him that scene where she's telling the jokes. Yeah. And then throws a brick in the air. Dude, the big reveal of her Dr. Manhattan dildo. I can't believe they put that in this movie. I know, right? When you finally figure out what she's got in that little briefcase, and it's like, oh, it's a big blue fucking dick. Ha, ha, ha. I get it. You know? Yeah. Uh, Lindenloff was like, we got to fucking pay homage to the dick. Okay. Of course. Fucking around with it's blue dicks, you know? It's fucking iconic. Yeah, blue that dick. blue dick bouncing around on his leg. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to fuck a skyscraper. <laughs> this is the TV show of the year. It was really fucking good, dude. I enjoyed every episode. I couldn't get enough wait of to it. Watch. Yeah, I couldn't wait to watch the next one. It was just. Now, we've talked about the bad news. But at the same time, usually I'd be bummed out because it's like, oh, man, I wanted more of that. But like, yeah. if he's going to leave, if he's the guy that wrote all this stuff and he has no desire to return, I want him to leave it alone. I'm fine with yeah. that. Please don't fuck this up because that first season can stand alone forever. Yeah. It was a worthy follow-up to that story. And um, I'm sure it was better fucking, than the movie. Well, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, the book, the story itself is so good. Um, And the way that they did stuff like the stuff with the granddad, they, 
Yeah, like, like how they memory had pills and lived his life. Yeah, what yeah. a way to show you. That Instead was of just doing a bunch an... of flashbacks and storytelling. Like we're gonna give yeah. you these memory pills that Lady True's company put out that aren't they're good illegal. for you anymore. You shouldn't take them, especially if they're somebody else's memories. Yeah. Um, and then you find out that he's goddamn the American hero. The TV show is based on him. Yeah. Um, it was so cool that he put that white makeup so yeah. that he, that was so fucking clever, dude. Well, when he brought that guy in there that was setting that building on fire. Yeah. He's like the first black cop ever. Yeah. In New York, right. And everyone's nice to him, but he brings that guy and then he sees the guy out on the street again. He's like, what the fuck? And the dude told him the dude at the check-in was like, Hey man, just drop it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Just let it go. But then later those cops attack him and you're just like, and then you start, you're like, man, fuck these motherfuckers, dude. Yeah. Dude, fuck people like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the whole that. watch out for Cyclops, that whole organization. Yeah. Fuck that. It was a good twist. Yeah. And then it just especially plays on when, into. Uh, especially when uh, Silk Spectre uh, goes to interview the woman with new information about her husband. And she oh, trap yeah. trapdoors her ass. She's part of it. Like everybody's in on it. Yeah. He said he's got some skeletons. Oh, in the or when or, or when Doctor Manhattan goes to vaporize all of them, and she just looks and just says, "Just do it." Like just goes out just as bitter and hateful. So, in my mind, she's got the power. Yeah, he passed it on to her. Well, I don't think that he's gone. Not com- never. No, dude, he's a god, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but the way that. If he if time doesn't flow the same way for him as it does for everybody else, mm-hmm. then his existence is always going to be there. So in a way, well, that power that she's holding inside of her because she had that's what I remember, right? That didn't yeah. happen, right? The whole thing with the eggs and yeah, and she drank okay. it. So that's him. Yeah. Like whatever that is, that's him. That's it's not her. So he's still there. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. But, but just you know on the edge of your seat, dude. Yeah. Like up until the end. I loved it. I'm full giving it a full fuck. Yeah, full star. I'm giving it a full mass. I'm giving it <laughs> right. I'm giving it a blue dick. Yeah. <laughs> A blue vibrator. Did y'all see how big that vibrator was? Yeah. And then she pulled her vibrator out. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to go fuck that dude. Yeah. Do y'all think that was him in that running man? Uh, you know, the guy that put the oil all over his body and then slid under the drainage thing? I was like, that looks like the FBI guy. <laughs> that motherfucker. You never see him that again. so funny. Yeah, that was so random. Like, he never did show back up. And I for a minute, I was like, that's our FBI, buddy. Yeah. Because he was into it. When they got there, he's like, he had a mask, and she's like, are you fucking serious? He yeah. had those condiment bottles strapped to his utility belt. <laughs> and he's wearing like a mirror ball suit. Look at him, Shane. Look, Look at him, Shane. Trying to give the star. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen it, do yourself a favor. Spoiler it's only nine alert. Episodes. 
watch that shit. Even even if if the ending was spoiled for you, yeah, it's still worth watching. Worth, yeah, great season. Only like what is it? Eight episodes? Uh, nine. Nine. Great fucking. Great. It's not Mister Glass. What's his name? Looking Glass kills Looking it, man. Glass. Yeah, he was. He really was. My oh, favorite. every time he was on the set, like he was my favorite. Yeah, it's just like, like I've said before to you guys, like he is the smartest person in the room at all times. But he sounds like a hillbilly. Yeah, but he sounds like some backwoods hick, like over here where we live at. You know what I'm saying? Like, genius. I just let you know, dude. Yeah, judge book book by its cover. Yeah. And then him running those drills constantly. Broke his <laughs> machine. What was funny was when he got the new one in, he threw it in the garbage, then he went and got it out. Yeah. And he told him, that dude, that senator, I knew that senator, I didn't trust him. No, nah, he was too. He was just fucking, you know, it's just something about him, dude. And then when you finally, it's like, oh, he's here, this is happening. And he said, I'm about to fucking blow your mind, dude. Yeah. I'm going to help you. I know you're crazy. I'm going to help you. So dude caused that shit. Well, that was his thing, dude, to bring the world together. Yeah. He caused whatever happened. He's like, there was going to be a war. Yeah. I brought the world together. Yeah. You're welcome. And he did. Yeah. Full star. <laughs> it was great. I love Ozzy Mandeus's arc. How good's that uh, guy? Yeah. Jeremy Irons. Mm. Like a fucking pro, dude. Travis talked about him playing the doctor. He'd dude, be a good doctor, oh my man. fucking God. He I can't take credit dude. for that. Travis was like, I'd love to see him yeah. play the doctor. I, and I'm like, dude, you're right. I was, and I'm talking uh, Old Testament doctor. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like the moment when he's doing the site, when he's saving the world again with squid. Yeah. And he's sitting there at the controls hitting it. I'm like, dude. Somebody throw this motherfucker in a TARDIS, TARDIS already. Yeah. So good. So fucking good. So um, we got a couple of a little titty bits here. So uh, one thing that I wanted to hit on was something that we discovered the other night, kind of by accident, but we discovered it. So um, they're making a uh, an animated... Legend of Zelda series, and I'm assuming that it's probably going to go to Netflix. But the thing that's very interesting about it is um, season one will be based on Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. Season two will be based on Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, and Link Between Worlds. Season three will be based on Wind Waker, Phantom Hourglass, and Spirit Tracks. And season one will be done in the art style like Netflix Castlevania. Season two will be done in Ralph uh, Bakshi-esque art style. And season three will be done in Studio uh, Ghibli art style. Holy so, shit. Yeah, yeah so Trav each... wasn't on here when we were talking about this. Yeah. So, That's yeah. amazing. It's a really good idea, right? Well, it it parallels the art of the games. Yeah, ex- yeah. And that's, that's so each cool. one's going to look different, just like the games. You know, the first two, yeah, so was, yeah uh, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, that was the same style. Yeah. It's almost like you're playing the same game. So 
it's going to look the same. And then you move up, you know, the, the, the graphics just get better every time. Yeah. What's funny about that is I just found an article because I put in Legend of Zelda TV show in the works. I put yeah. in Legend of Zelda TV show Netflix. This article is from five years ago. And it talks about a Legend of Zelda live action in the works. Now, do wow. you think this was converted to animation to save money? Because I, just just think saves, about trying to do all like, that. How much money yeah, would that, that cost? Logic. So, well, I'm all right this, with it being animated. This was five years ago. Yeah. So you got you got to think what's happened since then. Mm-hmm. They released the Castlevania series, and it got a lot of praise enough to get another season and possibly even more seasons of it. They also brought dropped breath of the wild, which, yeah. which has brought Zelda back into the limelight again for a little while. Yeah. Because I mean, in theory, since you're going to have completely different art styles for all three seasons, they can work on all three seasons at the same time, get the voice actors in there, do all that stuff. And then so drop, everything look good. Yeah. And just drop it. Um, you know, and I'm not saying drop all three seasons at the same time, but you know what I mean? Like they could be working on them at the same time. That way. Yep. I mean, I mean, confirmed. That was in November confirmed. This is the same Netflix series that. Oh yeah. So yeah. here's the thing. Whenever they heard the legend of Zelda was coming, somebody probably jumped the gun and was like, and they, they may have been thinking live action at first. But I think we all think the Ocarina of Time was a good idea, you know? Yeah. Don't animation's where it's at. Yeah, I agree. Because, you know, all we've ever known of The Legend of Zelda is just it's always been animated. You're playing the game, but it's animated. So, like, I think trying to do it in live action is a bad idea. Yeah. It could fuck it up. It could. And by doing it this way, you're saving some money. And you know, dude, I can't wait to see that shit. Yeah, I know. Three seasons? Was it three seasons? Three, yeah, three seasons. Bring it on. Yeah. I'm, I wonder how they got the rights to that. Well, I mean, they did Castlevania, and, right. which Konami, Konami owns the rights to that. But at the same time, it's like, I mean, it still technically feels somewhat like a Nintendo property. Mm-hmm. Did y'all watch that, it? That, um, I watched the first season, yes. Trav, did you of watch? What? Of what? Castlevania. Of Castlevania. Oh, yeah. yeah. You watched it all? Uh, I, I've, I've only watched all of season one. Okay. So you all on the same yeah. page here. But still. It's great. It is great. I really enjoy it. I haven't seen it. I was asking y'all if it was good. So, um, the other little tidbit of news is uh, Spider-Man 3 uh, reportedly includes team-up that'll please fans. So, have y'all read this article? No. Um, who do you think? A team up? Yeah, Spider-Man 3 team up. So this who do you is, think? 
I, I don't really know a lot of, and this is somebody that's on his side. Yes. I don't know enough to know, like Travis, are you there? Yeah. Who, who do you think? Because I just don't know enough comic book shit to even, is it Doc well, Ock? I, mean, I don't know. I mean. I mean, the last rumor that I read said that it was reported that they, it's a rumor that there could be a Spider-Verse crossover with all the different Spider-Man <laughs> actors coming in for one big movie. Right. But, I mean, if you had to pick or guess. A character from the comic books. From, yeah. Now, is this a, a well-known character? Yes. Like, when we hear this name, are we going to be like, oh, yeah. Or are we going to be like, no. No, when you, hear the, when you hear the name, you might flip out. Well, it's like the, well, I mean, Spider-Man's a New York hero. So, I mean, it could be like, is it like a, is it like a Netflix hero? Possibly. I already looked at it, so I can't confirm or deny. It says um, that. It says here that um, they insist that the MCU Spider-Man three will see Parker employ Matt Murdock of Hell's Kitchen to assist him to assist him in the legal and PR quagmire that will surely emerge in the wake of Quentin Beck Mysterio's allegedly posthumous revenge in Spider-Man Far From Home. On top of that, the report states that it'll actually be Charlie Cox's Murdock of the now defunct Netflix Daredevil series who will appear in the film. There's that no would d- be amazing. Yeah. There's no doubt that bringing Cox back into the Marvel fold would fulfill a lot of dreams for fans lamenting the cancellation of the entire Netflix Marvel slate and that all four of the erstwhile defenders, his chances of returning are best in a probability game of very small numbers. So Rumor mongering and wish fulfillment, however, do not uh, factual do not factual statement make. There's an entire shaker worth of salt to take with this bit of speculation. So let's turn it over and examine why this rumor is unlikelier than most. So for, for the real estate listeners that don't know who that is, that's Daredevil. Daredevil. All right. Now, I want it to be the same Daredevil from the show. That's that's it. Because that Charlie guy Cobb. was good. Yeah. yeah. He did a good job. Can you imagine these two together? They both yes. got like spiders, you know. They're both. He's like my spider senses. Just a really awesome classic scene of them, just you know, broing it up, and then just like, just a badass Spider-Man Daredevil tag team matchup against some goons, you know? Well, yeah. Wait, I was going to ask y'all that. Like, who do y'all think they're going to fight? Well, that's the question. My thing is, is if they can successfully make this happen and they can get uh, Daredevil in it, then why in the love of fuck could they not have? Wait for it. Kingpin? Fucking Kingpin. I was thinking the same thing. Dude. Like, because they could very easily ride in that while all the events of the MCU films were going on, Kingpin went on to, to gain control of New York. Right. Well, I haven't watched season three of Daredevil yet. I watched season one and two. Season two, he was in prison. That's where him and Frank Castle met up and all this stuff. But yeah. I think season three took place where he got out of prison. Uh, he it's hired, been hard for me to want to watch them knowing that they're canceled. Same yeah, with same. Punisher. Yeah. But uh, from what I understand, he gets out of prison. He hires um, Bullseye 
to take Spider-Man out and then Elektra shows up and then all that shit happens from the Frank Miller run of the book. So um, I'm not sure what happens to the Kingpin at the end of it, if he's still out there, if he if they kill him or what happens. But Vincent D'Onofrio has been hands down one of the best Marvel villains yeah. that they've ever had. Yes, I agree. And, and if they would be doing a complete disservice because like he's the guy that you don't even have to fight. He's just the guy behind the scenes pulling the strings, man. And that is what Kingpin's for, and that's what D'Onofrio would excel at. Just like making fucking, like, you know how in uh, Superman, when Lex Luthor turns over and starts running for president, he's like the good guy, he's changed his ways, this, that, and the other? Yep. I mean, could you imagine that awkward-ass Vincent D'Onofrio portrayal of Kingpin? Like, giving speeches and stuff to people, but being so fucking awkward, and then come to find out he's behind everything and it would give a very classic moment from the comics where it's just it's a good old-fashioned you know spider-man taking on kingpin yeah i just did a quick little google it would fulfill a lot of fan service to have all three of those characters in the same film i did a quick little google here and kingpin does not die in the series so good so there's hope there's hope now what would be cool is if they bring in the new this the same guy from daredevil just let that be his little backstory thing yeah you know that like same guy all that shit happened Mm -hmm. we're tying fucking blockbuster hits into fucking netflix now like just i'd like to see not daredevil uh the punisher man that guy i'd like to see him in something john bernthal yeah dude yeah he was a great Punisher. It would be cool if they did a team up with Punisher and Ghost Rider. Dude, that would be fucking Does intense. It, did he show up in the Daredevil? Don't they yes. run into each Who, other? Ghost I think Rider? I remember. No, Daredevil and Punisher. Wasn't there a yeah. thing yeah. with them? Yeah, yeah. That, that was that was, that was was like the, one of the second plots of season two. Yeah, that was the best part of season so, two. Like, so he's linked yes, to him. Absolutely. There, yeah. The moment when they're... Um, when Punisher's got Daredevil tied up on the roof, and they're yeah, that's it. I remember they're having that ideological battle, like Daredevil's well, pleading they were having with the Frank talk. and everything. Dude, that was pulled right out of Daredevil and Punisher by Frank Miller, like almost yeah. like frame for frame. Well, let me ask yeah. you this: If they make this movie, and you got Spider-Man teamed up with Daredevil, Kingpin is the villain because, according to the article, Spider or he let him. You know, Daredevil's a good guy. Yeah. You know, he let him slide. Yeah. Um, so Kingpin shows up, he's running shit, he's the villain. What if fucking the Punisher shows up too? Oh my god. What if they put all of these That would be fucking in the same goddamn movie? And the Punisher role is gonna be small. But as long as it's written well, I would love it. Yeah. Now we're talking this is a Marvel Sony piece. Like the next Spider Man movie? Oh shit, dude. Could you just think due to what having access I'm to really, spider-man and all these characters what they can do now i know yeah. it shifts gears but to me it's still in the it's still in the marvel thing i really hope that somehow they're going to tie morbius in the blade or introduce I blade that will. way or give some sort of a, a nod he'll show up in the movie at the end or something he'll be in the credit scene anything yeah um what or if what if this happened all right did they cancel the punisher yeah, all those all right, and they canceled yeah. Daredevil. Let me ask you this though: Think about this. 
what if the reason they canceled that shit is because it was like, no, we were just giving you some backstory. We were just giving you some chuffa. These motherfuckers are going to be in the movies. So this is why we're cutting it off here. The the Marvel Cinematic Street. What if that's why? The street level heroes. Because here's why I don't understand. The Daredevil and the Punisher. Motherfuckers was was raving about that shit. So it doesn't make sense that it was canceled. Yeah. At all, like it was getting, good, it was pulling good numbers, dude. So, well, with Foggy having complete control over, I all guarantee Marvel you, stuff now they shut it I down. So it he pulls, he's pulling it in, way. dude. Well, you need those characters; they're classic comic book characters. Like, well, those seasons of of the Netflix show, at least for Daredevil specifically, it shows that you could raise Daredevil even a little more cinematically to make it into a larger film. Oh yeah, and it, it can. There, there's still money to be made off it, but see, they the just need screen. like. By using Spider-Man, you know, they're like, they're grandfathering him in. Because, you know, Spider-Man is a lot bigger yeah. than some of these other characters. It's, but, you know, there's a lot of people that don't it, even know who the fucking Punisher I also is. Like. Think, I also think it's a testament to show how if Marvel goes back to the drawing board and redoes their property. Swap board. And brings it back, the audience will forgive a bad, you know, a bad oh, yeah. outing. Because, yeah. I mean, you know, you had the, you know... Which it's it even shows you like how much Marvel was trying to get some sort of ball going, even when like years and years ago they released Daredevil and Elektra. Yeah. Around that time they released the Punisher and all that shit. And you know, for all intents and purposes, I mean they were where they were at the time, but they were subpar films. And Marvel, you know, they went back, they re reformatted Daredevil a little bit, came back as a show, and it showed that the you know People can can enjoy it. Well, we you know, if we got Spider Man, we got Venom. We need some more familiar faces. Yeah, we need some fans. Well, there, there's always an aspect of comic book property that I think everyone can agree with is that there's an aspect of the medium that is unfilmable. And so with every one of these movies, which is crazy that Marvel Studios has fucking finally nailed it. I think or that at least Tom nailed the formula is going to play know, the MCU Spider-Man for like the next. The, he's their new Tony Stark, dude. He's going to play this character Yeah, for the next five to ten years, dude. It's going to be him, and it should be. Yeah, I agree. He's earned his stripes, dude. He was in Endgame. He, you know, he, he, he's going to be him. Has to be. I want it to be. Yeah. Well, d- dude, this is the guy that held this shit together. Yeah. Whenever Sony and, and, and Disney were like, fuck y'all, we're fucking backing out. Nope, we don't like this deal. He made a phone call while he was drunk. Yeah. And crying. talked to someone and was like, man, we can do this. You know, I'll take a pay cut. Like, I'll, we can do this. Yeah. He's willing to work with them, and I think that's going to pay off for him in the end. Um, so good on him, dude, because he made that call like all the little nerd inside of us wanted to make. Yeah, we all wanted to call up, you know, Sony drunk and be like, "What the fuck, man? Yeah, yeah, come make on. anymore." Yeah, but he did it. Yeah, and admitted that he did it. Like, right. But yeah. Um, Y'all, uh, y'all keep going for a second. All right. I'll be RB. Hey, Trav. 
Yeah. So what's the weather like over there? Uh-uh. <laughs> Griffin heard that. I think he can still hear us. So whatever we talk about, he can hear it. Um. So yeah, coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I want to run this by you because I did some link dropping last night. Did you see the nurse? No. Did you watch the video of the nurse, dude? No, I didn't. It's did a not. nurse at the epicenter. And she's wearing all the masks and shit and filming herself. And she says, I need you to spread this video because the Chinese government's not being truthful. There are 90,000 people infected with this virus. We need help. We need this shit to be spread. People need to stay home. Stop traveling. And we need we need supplies. We need masks, gloves, like begging for supplies. That's kind of why I was like, is this real or fake? But then I'm like, she's just like begging for supplies. Donate. Please donate supplies. I feel like if it was uh, just someone trying to like, you know, go viral and fuck around on us, like, I don't think the begging for supplies would have been as much, but she said, dude, in a, in a city of 10 million people, 90,000 infected. And that, that kind of makes sense when you see the, the video of the nurse, have you seen the video of the nurse and and they're like in the break room and she's like screaming. Where is it? Well, it's not in, that one's not in there, but these were all dropped in the uh, Paladin's record room, but, I dropped a bunch of them last night, dude. This this thing is way bigger. Hey, you remember how they were going to build a hospital in a week? Yes. Well, now they're building three. Three hospitals. Well, instead of, instead you said of there's, what, t- 10 million people there? 10 million. So it makes sense that 90,000 sounds a little bit more. Well, is that a 10 a million people, dude? Yeah, 100,000 people would be like, what, 10%? One person. One it takes days for this shit to show up. Four to five days before you even know you got it. One person infects 10. Right. One person infects 10. They're not being truthful. Y'all saw how many countries it spread to, right? Yeah. It's, it's you know. Yeah. It's out. So it's, it's like 1% of the population well, there. Well, that's which- my... My problem is with the when they're like, well, as soon as the plane lands, we scan everyone's forehead. It's like, bitch, symptoms don't show up for like a week. Well, they, and they should quarantine those people that they are should. traveling. I mean, that Dude, sounds fucking. Why awful, don't we just but. do this? Why don't we just stop traveling? Yeah, for like a, let's take a month. A month, off. dude. I mean, you ain't got to yeah. be there. Like, let's just yeah. you know, fuck the Chinese New Year. Yeah, and I know that's their everything. That's what happened, dude. It's real. It's a big coincidence, yeah, that this shit was put out there right before the Chinese New Year when everyone goes home to be with their. This is like their fucking Thanksgiving, dude. This is their Christmas. Yeah. This is their. So the reason it's spreading is because all these people are going home to be with their families, and they're taking that shit with them. Not a good time for this to happen. And and dude, some of these people would rather die than not celebrate this New Year. This is like their. It's their everything. It's their Christmas, dude. Like, yeah, Chinese New Year. Like, you go home, you eat with your family, you travel. You've been waiting all year to do this. Seeing the video clips from the epicenter, it's like a ghost town 
of 10 yeah. million people. I watched a guy bundle up and go buy groceries. He's an American that's trapped there because his he's an American, but his wife and kids, they're not. Right. And he can't just bring them home. So he won't leave. He's staying there with them. Yeah. Uh, and we've been trying to evacuate people out of there, but when he goes out on the street and films his trip to the store, it's empty. In a, in a city of 10 million people, it's just empty. And mm. it's just like 10 million. There's, there's the numbers way bigger than 5,000. Yeah, for sure. Way bigger. And they're not equipped to handle it. Here in America, dude, if you catch that shit, you can go to the hospital, dude. They'll treat you. You'll be all right. You know, what it is, the reason this is happening there is because one hospital can't handle 90,000 people. Right. And that's what's happening. It's just too much. Yeah. Which is why they're building three. It's not going to, that's not enough. No. This is SARS 2.0. SARS yeah. was a coronavirus. What was the other one? Mars. That was a coronavirus. Um, they're tracking it back to the uh, uh, wet, was it wet market? Live animals, wet market. Uh, ever since uh, Mars virus, there was supposed to be a crackdown on wet markets where you could buy live animals. and Yeah. But. They're still there. Like people are still doing it. They're tracking it back to that. And then Travis, check this out. Dogs can carry it and pass it on to people. They've already figured that out. People that people have been like abandoning their pets because they're afraid they're going to catch it from their pet. Now the dogs, they don't get sick from it. Travis, have you seen the video of those people just dropping dead in the streets? No. Like standing there coughing and then they just fall over dead. Yeah. yeah. Those are a thing. And that's all at the epicenter. Everything's happening there. Like, yeah, there's too many people do 10 million people. And every day when you go out into the city, you come in contact with hundreds of people. Now I've listened guys here. When we go to the store, you know, it's one thing you hop in your car, you ride to the store, like there you, you pretty much walk everywhere. It's all really right. close. It's like New York or something, dude. There's just people everywhere. Yeah. You're coming in contact with everybody. Fuck that. You know that mask that they everybody's wearing? Yeah. That's not going to help. They've already... that. It might make you feel better, but you need a respirator. The mask don't help. You need goggles. This, is, this video was crazy. I just watched the nurse. Now, I believe her because... She's begging for supplies and begging people to stay home and Yeah. I just don't feel like that's fake, man. And No. And and then like I just accidentally found that video. Why is that not being pushed? Because that won't panic people. Yeah. That, that'll won't. scare people. If they find out it's that big, the SARS virus was like eight thousand. Ninety? Yeah. In a few weeks, so, we'll rate that virus, but <laughs> so well, far, he gets more. a star. <laughs> so there's, <laughs> there's one more uh, little tidbit of news I wanted to talk about real quick. That's fucking funny. So the Thing remake coming from Bloomhouse based on long-lost original book. Wait. 
like the thing, the thing. Yes. So the thing remake is on the way, but this time around, things are going to be a bit different. Two adaptations of John W. Campbell's original story, Who Goes There, have made it to the screen before. The 1951's The Thing from Another World, directed by Christian Neby, as well as John Carpenter's 1982 classic, The Thing. Now, Bloomhouse Productions and Universal Pictures have partnered for a new adaptation that will be utilizing Campbell's full, unpublished novel titled Frozen Hell. Yep. This all... This all stems from a Kickstarter, Kickstarter launch. I got the Kickstarter page pulled up. Yeah, launched by John uh, Betancourt in 2018. Campbell originally pu- published Who Goes There at, in 1938 as a novella. Campbell did, however, have material for a full novel that was never published and had been lost to time. Betancourt uncovered the novel and launched a Kickstarter to get it published. Here's how... Uh, Battencourt explains it in the Kickstarter. 1938 claimed science fiction author John W. Campbell published the novella Who Goes There about a team of scientists in in Antarctica who discover and are terrorized by by a monstrous, shape-shifting alien entity. The story would later be adapted into John Carpenter's iconic movie The Thing, followed by an earlier film adaptation in 1951. The published uh, novella was actually an abridged version of Campbell's original story called Frozen Hell, which had to be shortened for publication. The Frozen Hell manuscript remained unknown and unpublished for decades, and it was only recently rediscovered. Recently, John Betancourt updated the Kickstarter page, revealing that Bloomhouse and Universal have put a new adaptation of The Thing, which will utilize the entirety of Frozen Hell on the fast track. Producer Alan Don's shared the information on Facebook, which was relayed by Betancourt on the Kickstarter page. Here's what Don's has to say. It's official. I received my signed contract and first check. I'm executive producing a remake of the thing, but will with additional chapters of John Campbell's groundbreaking novel, Frozen Hell, that has been lost for decades. Now, for the first time ever, Campbell's full version will be realized on the big screen. The new film will include the very best of RKO's The Thing from Another World, John Carpenter's classic The Thing, and both books, Frozen Hell and Who Goes There. There's no word on casting yet. Blumhouse is responsible for franchises such as The Purge and Paranormal Activity. Uh, both previous adaptations are considered classics in their own right by, by John Carpenter's The Thing in particular has become a beloved work for sci-fi and horror fans. So the notion of a remake may be unsettling for some, but John Carpenter's version of The Thing was a remake. Aside from the two direct adaptations, a prequel also t- also titled The Thing was released in 2011. We'll be sure to keep you posted further details as further details from the pro- project are made available. So, so Universal and Bloomhouse. Teamed up. <coughs> They're both in on it. Did y'all see that Kickstarter? Yeah. He wanted a thousand dollar goal. One hundred fifty five thousand has been raised. Is it still going on? It is. No, I think it's closed. But it was. I dropped it in movie news. Uh, all right. So for a paperback. Hello, Griffin. You cut out. Things anthology paperback. Paperback copy of Short Things, the anthology of thing inspired stories by acclaimed and award winning authors. Um, 
so you get the ebook, the short things anthology. I won't see. I would like to get the uh, the frozen hell and the. Um, I wonder why they don't pub- just go ahead and put who goes there in in the in the book itself. So what we're doing here is it's not really a remake then because we're going off of source material. Yeah, that's finally been released. It's, it's kind of its own thing then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for 12 bucks, you can get the paperback version of it. For 25 you can get the uh, hardback version of it. Um, which is kind of, kind of cool, you know? Um, I kind of want to read it. I'm sure you could. (laughs) Is the book available? Well, I think that he's raising the money to get the book published. Well, out of a thousand dollars, he raised it. Yeah. He gonna have a little bit left over. Yeah. I'm good for the backers, man. That's. That probably seeing that Kickstarter, he's like, I want a thousand dollars. He got, you know, one hundred fifty-five thousand, and they're like, yeah. we're making the movie. You know, we're always in on it. Come on, bring it on. Yeah, that's it's interesting how um, things like this go just go put to the side for for years dude Long time. For, for almost a hundred years this thing's been put to the side what yeah because he published it in 1938 the novella so i mean it's 2020 so it's almost so been 100 this story years. is based off of that story well the story that he's trying to get the uh this is the new one yeah, this is the one that so was it's gonna found. Looks like the thing two point Yeah, with new shit. It's the, yeah, it's the full, the full realization of the story. I didn't know that the thing was based on something that old. Yeah, I didn't know that. We didn't Which talk about that when we did the pods. We did or was it worth did. it? I don't remember, dude. I don't remember hearing that. That's a story that's a hundred years old. Yeah. I'm, I'm that would have changed my score. Like, who's this guy? Did he write a lot of books? Mm. The guy that wrote the thing, or what was shit that was based on the thing? Let's see here. That's impressive, dude. That something from Have y'all read that? The I book have. That's that it's, old? Been, it's been a long time. Is it time. close to the movie? Uh. Kinda. It's more close. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In a way. In a way. I'm sure they updated a little. Yeah. So he wrote one, two, three, four, five, six novels. He wrote. He probably oh. never lived to see it turned into a movie, did he? Uh, let's see. He died in, yeah, 1971, and they made the first movie in 1951. What? <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's another thing. Yeah, yeah. Have y'all seen that? The black and white one. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. I mean, it's called from, the, the from, thing from another world. From for what it is, is it okay? Yeah, I mean, enough to get fucking two more movies, right? Yeah, yeah. It came out in nineteen fifty-one. Yeah, I'm looking at um, it. Same kind of thing going on here. They find some. It's like a capsule. Yeah. I mean, it's the same story. It's just you know. Yeah. Black but the white. thing is like, yeah, and the thing is like a. You know. So let me ask you, do they all like do they do the whole thing where they're like one of us is the thing and everybody goes mad? Uh yeah. I gotta watch that. I didn't know that. It's been a very long time since I've watched I it. I see the the pictures here from it and they're all standing around the thing that they pull out, you know, that capsule looking thing. Yeah. Same thing a lot, but it looks like an episode of MASH. Yeah, I know, right? But yeah, I, yeah, dude, I'm down for another one. I think I remember from doing the Was It Worth It, it the one they did in 2011 wasn't terrible. Yeah. It's just, it's really hard. to Now, when I say original, I'm not talking about 50 whatever. I'm talking about the one with fucking... What's his name? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell, dude. And and a lot yeah. of that just had to do with the way it was shot and Kurt fucking Russell. Yeah. It was just, there was just, you know, he was perfect. Yeah. Um, second time around, it was like, well, there's no Kurt Russell, but, you know. So you can order it right now on Amazon for $15. Order what? the from uh frozen hell the the book yeah now where did they find these unpublished chapters i mean how did this how is this not in the original like i mean who knows dude he probably well he said he had to cut it down because of uh to get it published so he probably had the original draft that he worked on and then he probably took that and cut it down even more just to get um, what he could published. Well, he's so dead. He so someone yeah. came along and was like, we found this other stuff. And yeah, I would like to see the full story. Now check this out. I just saw the thing from another planet or another world. And yeah. that's the thing. So it doesn't go into the no. dog and, and the, they changed all of that. So that's it. It's, that's the yeah. thing that comes out of the fucking frozen ice. And they have to, it's so it's like, uh, What's the thing with the... It's alive. It's a Frankenstein. It's an alien Frankenstein movie. Uh, Look uh, at this thing, dude. It's kind of scary. He's Gankenstein. Look at him. Gankenstein? Yeah. Right here. This is the link to buy it. I mean, look at that cover. It's pretty cool, right? I like how it's like morphed into a human face thing. It's got, another, it's got an extra eye. Got yeah. a couple of extra eyes. Um, so if this book is on here, then this book is available, my friend. You can read it shit tomorrow. Yeah, I, know. I know, right? Do you want to read it? Uh, I do, but I want to read the actual book. You want to hold it? Yeah, yeah. I want to smell it, you know? Love that book smell. Smell it. Well, that's awesome. 
How'd yeah. you find that out? I was browsing through movie news, and that's how it popped up there. So, but uh, but yeah, that's all I got for the movie news. I'm ready for some trailers, but I pro I may end up getting that and uh, giving it a read. I mean, let's see how many pages it is. Can't be that long. Uh, 158 pages. Shit, dude, that's a fucking. That's a that's afternoon. Yeah. yeah, what's up? That's you can still do laundry and wash dishes, you know? Yeah. I wonder if they've got a hardback copy. Frozen hell hardback. Shit, after making that much money. Nope. Who who's doing this though? Since this guy's dead, is this a family member? Is this who's <sighs> they I don't know who the guy See, I that, don't understand who's who found yeah. extra fucking footage, like Yeah. And where was it? Like there this is a documentary. Grab the yeah. camera griffin, let's go. Like you think they'll let us shoot it? It's a documentary, dude. I mean, where do you just find this book's a hundred years old? Where do you fucking just find extra shit? Yeah, In the I attic, know. dude. Unless he bought like the estate or something, I don't know. So pretty much, we're gonna. It's gonna be the thing with the deleted scenes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, special features. Yeah. All right, we gotta wait for Trav to come back. But the first trailer that I dropped earlier, I told you that guy George McKay, yeah, that starred in 1911. He was in this movie, True History of the Kelly Gang, mm-hmm. and I put the trailer in here because I didn't even I'd never heard of it. Yeah, I don't think Is we've watched that, have we? No. Oh, it's out. I got it. And the only reason, because I went to his IMDb and I was like, I was looking at his list. I was like, true history of the Kelly gang. And I pulled the trailer up and I was like, oh, it's got a few familiar faces, especially that face. Yeah, right. That's dude from uh, SOA gang, right? SOA. Yeah. That's what Sons of Anarchy, SOA. SOA. I've never seen an episode. I've heard yeah. mixed reviews. It's. I've heard people say, starts out great. It's something. It's it's yeah. a TV show. Some people love it. You either love it or you hate it. Hey, there was something else that you finished. Um. Oh, yeah, Silicon, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. I don't think Trav's watched it, but I give it a star. I give the, the entire whole, series a star. Yeah, I give the entire series two stars. Yeah, a pie piper. I give it, I give it a... Arctic Bachman. Yeah. <laughs> this picture doesn't look a lot. Like, this picture. I am Arctic like. Bachman. <laughs> yeah. so I like, want to talk to Arctic. You talk to me. Yeah, I love it. Whatever he had those uh, underage girls in there doing Amazon reviews. Yeah, he's like, I he bought this for my husband. Yeah, he a fat fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> and she's like, I wrote it just like you told me, Jin Yang, and he goes, You did very good. Oh, it's fucking funny, man. Head ends up being like the damn dean of Harvard or something. Yeah. I, uh, I was like, yeah. And then he, he's sitting uh, around playing Bop It. Yeah. He's playing Bop It, right? Yeah. No, Simon. That's it. Simon. And he's like, I know the, and he knew the code. 
He's like, well, I can tell you the code. It's great, man. But yeah, when Trav comes back, we'll watch these trailers. And I mean, what's he doing? The day the Trav stood still? Pooping. You think so? Trav's like, I gotta go doo-doo. It's like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> whoa. Uh, one of these movie trailers I dropped in here back, was guys. written and directed by um, John Stewart. Is that the one with uh, uh, yes. the office in it? Yes. Yeah, okay. Let's do it then. Starting at the oh. top. So first oh, up, we're doing trailers. Got, uh, yep. Yes. True history of the Kelly Gang. The reason I dropped this trailer, Travis, because it has the guy that starred in 1917 in it. Okay. And it it was something I was like, oh, okay, and it's out. So. It's dead. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. I think this takes place in like the 1800s or something. Oh, shit. No man's land. Looks interesting. I'm sold, man. Yeah. Now, is that a, is the Kelly gang real? Yeah, is this based? I think, I think it is. I think so. Because when I looked it up, it, and, it, and we're talking late 1800s. Yeah. Yeah, when it I looks, saw that trailer, I was like, how did this slip under the radar? Yeah, it looks really fucking This shit good. went up in November. Wow. It is available. So there's a possibility that soon, after foreign, uh, foreign film February? Well, what, we hadn't started that yet. Oh, sorry. Well, we start that next week, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. All oh, right. shit. I'm ready I'm for Swallow. with this one. What are we doing? Swallow. I think this is a sequel to Deep Throat. I was about to say this is. Watch this last night, you know. <laughs> all right, all right. Y'all ready? Yeah. At least it's rated R. Three, two, one, play. That looks. Boy, fuck. That shit looks weird, don't it? Yeah, that, that looks, looks real so fucking cool. crazy. Holy shit! It's like, not what I had in mind when I. When it said swallow. Yeah. That was a different kind of swallow. Yeah. <laughs> Thumbtack, screwdrivers, marbles. A statue? Did you say the statue in there? <laughs> what? I'm Who the fuck the guys are on the next yeah. one? Which yeah, one I don't know it? if that's beyond hell. I don't know if that's going to be any good. I mean, you know. It's a trailer. I just saint it. and Maybe it's a creature feature, dude. I mean, it's Is already a creature feature. Yeah. You ready, Trap? Three, two, one, play. Beyond Hell, 2020. Boy, this is a made-for-TV movie right here. But it still, it just looks crazy. Starring Lucifer. It is a creature feature, dude. That looks like a silly goose time. Yeah, I'm not really sure how I felt about that. 
but we ain't podlocked on it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm going to watch it anyway. You know, yeah. Even if we were, I might watch somebody do a review it, on it. Doesn't it aggravate you though that like with the right riders that could have been made into something like 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 literally fun and worth watching? Yeah. Well, isn't it frustrating that we have all these great ideas <laughs> and we can't get a movie made? Yeah, I could. We could make a movie better than that. Yeah, for I sure. I can make a short film better than that. Yeah, I could make a car commercial better than that. <laughs> Just saying, it's it's still anyway. I could make a make better than that. What we got next? Bavarium. 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 All right, let's do it. City of a thousand columns. Y'all ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, play. Looks interesting, though, right? I kind of want to watch it, dude. It looks like a serious version of that Jim Carrey movie. Except... Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind? No, the one where he was... Um, liar, liar! No. Oh, what's the name of that? Where he's uh oh Truman Show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that's what I got from it anyway. They're there to populate. Think they're so? There. Yeah, they're there to fill up all those houses. They're all empty. This is forever home. Yeah. Nothing's forever, dude. I mean, he, well, at least he told them up front. We're watching next. Irresistible. Simply irresistible. Now, this is the one directed by John Stewart? Yeah, John Stewart wrote and directed. Ah, he got Steve Carell playing somehow. I mean, it's John He's Stewart. licking his face, so. Y'all ready? Three, two, one, play. So that's what he's been up to. Yeah, it looks interesting. He's been making a movie. I'm going to make a movie, guys. Yeah. Started fucking around with politics. <laughs> uh, next, we got Coda, Katie Holmes, and Patrick Stewart. You must find yourself, Katie. <laughs> I never thought I'd see these two in a movie together. I, know, right? I never thought I'd see Katie Holmes in another movie. She got that Tom Cruise money. I'm uh, Professor Charles Xavier. Y'all ready? Yeah. yeah, it looks good though. Was that Ponder mm-hmm. Rock? I think oh, that, absolutely. He was pondering something. That was Ponder Rock. <laughs> well, now we got something here. This, <laughs> this was this is a parody trailer. Um, for Titanic two, it's, this is the fucking thing. Are you ready to go back to Titanic? Jack and Rose reunite in this new Titanic two reboot trailer. On our expedition to retrieve the priceless heart of the ocean diamond, a recovery team makes a shocking discovery. What the fuck's a reboot? Let's fucking do it. Y'all ready? Ready, Trav? Three, two, one, play. Jack's back. Dude, we gotta keep that away from Hollywood. Because if they see that trailer, that <laughs> Sold made. They're like, make yeah. it. Look how many views I'd watch it. it. I would too. How many views did it have? Let me go back. Nine million. 
It was only uploaded in December. Yeah, I know. That guy did a good job. He needs more subscribers. Yes. But I won't be one of them. Um, Y'all realize how much work that took to... Oh, I know. God damn. Yeah, right? <laughs> oh, I know. Trav dropped the uh, color of uh, color out of space. We watched that trailer a while back. That's that Nicholas Cage. It's based off of the Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah. Which is available. That's a cool poster. I hope the movie's as good as that poster is. The reviews are great. Really? They, well, they're what you expect them to be. Right. This gonna be a good movie. So next week, mm. we start foreign film February, and we're gonna start it off with travel. Was that movie called? Hard to be a god. Hard to be a god. Let me let me let me ask you this though: Is that available? Hard to be a god. It came out in two thousand thirteen. <laughs> Hang on, right. let me see. With be. so subtitles. <laughs> oh, man. Because I've got several, just in case. We gotta watch that. That started it all, so we gotta watch it. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, what else? What you got? Let me. I'm I'm in the process of looking it up. Oh, it's available. Okay, good. Well, I've got three because I didn't know what you were going. Do you have one, Adam? Not yet. So if you got something, then we're riding with it. Well, the I've one that three. I had in mind it, when I looked more into it, I was like, I'm not going to do this to the guys. <laughs> right, I found one with English subs. Okay. Okay. For hard to be a guy. We got to watch that because that started the whole thing. Yeah. So that's one. So if you um, got three, you got you might have the rest. Well, I've got Stalker. Oh. We watched the trailer for that. Um. Then we have, I put Infernal Affairs on there. Kind of want to watch that one first. And then Solaris. The original Solaris. I don't know nothing about that. Um, so let me pull it up because, dude, they they remade it a couple of years ago and it had George Clooney in it. Mm-hmm. But the original came out in 1972. Um, a psychologist is sent to a station orbiting a distant planet in order to discover what has caused the crew to go insane. So when I saw that as the, yeah, I was like, hmm. We just watch all four of these, right? Yeah, I don't see why not. What order are we gonna go in? Um, another film that I want. I don't know if it's a foreign film, but I think it adds up to. It. I want to watch Metropolis. I remember this. We can come in so, after full film February it's, with it's, it. It's, it's pretty much a silent. That's the thing. So Metropolis came I don't think out. It's in foreign. Nineteen twenty-seven. Uh, here's the IMDb. Line. I remember us watching the trailer. It's from Germany. It is. It's foreign, but it's there's. 
it's all subtitles anyway, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the, those are just the ones because I know we had talked about Stalker um, and the trailer for Stalker. Yeah, remember you, you posted a trailer. You're like, dude, I found this movie, guys. Stalker. What year did that come out? Um, 1979. A guide leads two men through an area known as the zone to find a room that grants wishes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. this movie is like, like, this is on the list. Yeah. And that movie is supposed to be crazy. How'd yeah. you remember that? I don't know, dude. That's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, dude. What yeah, about, that, um, that's definitely got to be one. Stalker's got to be one. What about Manbot's Dog? Let's see. I haven't ever heard of that. Mm-mm. A killer comedy. Y'all want to watch trailer? Yeah. I watched parts of this one years ago. But... It was like a really long time ago, so watching it. But it's a trip. All right, I got it. First up. comment this movie was rated NC 17 for strong graphic violence. Ready when you are. Three, two, one, play. All right, wait, let me unmute you guys. So we got room for. I definitely won't watch Stalker. I'm, I'm doubling down on Stalker. Um, Eternal Affairs, Travis, is the uh, original Departed. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it Japanese or yeah, Dirty Knees, something like that? But From Hong Kong. Hong Kong. <laughs> Hong Kong. Chinese. Mandarin. So what are we going to do here? I've, I've seen the trailer. That Stalker thing, Stalker's like, that's on the list of movies where it's like, if you haven't seen Stalker, you gotta watch it. Mm, so well, I think Stalker, and then um, what's the other one that sparked everything? It's good to be or how to be a god. Is, yeah, hard to be a god. We gotta watch that, hard. y'all. Yeah, those I two. I think that. those two have to stay for sure. Uh, we can knock Solaris off the list since we already have like two sci-fi movies on there. Mm-hmm. Solaris might be good though. We can always. I wish we could. I wish we'd watch Antibodies again for the pod. Solaris uh, is a 2017 movie directed I watch by. It for the pod, I enjoyed it. Um. Well, how about every February we do foreign film February? Yeah. So we'll never. Yeah. Oh, dude. Should have started it three years ago. You know? I know, right? And so then we'll get our foreign films in. Yeah, I love it. Well, so do y'all want to do um, those two and then Man Bites Dog and Infernal Affairs? It's fine with me. That way we get, you know, a comedy or whatever that Man Bites Dog is. We get a comedy and then like a sci-fi slash period piece and then a sci-fi film and then a like a drama. All right, hang on. So 
Y'all want to watch Stalker first? It don't matter to me. Which one you want to watch first, Trev? Mm-hmm. Let's go with Stalker. <clears throat> so we'll do Stalker. And then y'all want to do Hard Hard to Be a God? Yeah. And then what's next? Man Bites Dog? Yeah. And what was the other one? Uh, Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs. Infernal Affairs. All right, I got them all lined up here. I will acquire those somehow, some way. And uh, put them on the cloud. Hell yeah. I'm excited about this foreign film February. Why why, why didn't we do this before? I don't know. All these movies have good scores. Yeah. And I think it's in a good part of of the year as well. Like it's in that time period where. Not a lot of good current movies are probably going to be dropping. So it'll be good to use that to backtrack through time. and Yeah, check give, out us, give us that. a month to build up the arsenal. Yeah. Well, and check out, you know, check out cinema from around the world. 100% on Right Tomato. I'm telling you all, that Stalker movie, that's one of those movies, and it came out in 79, that's... It's and it's out there. Yeah, y'all remember the trailer? It was weird, right? Yeah, I remember. Might as well just throw the trailer out because it don't mean shit, right? But that's it, right? Anybody got yeah. anything else? I mean, that's that's all I got. Well, <laughs> I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. I'm here with Adam. And this is the end of the episode. Check back next week. I keep it real. Checks in the mail because that new thing's coming. So head mm-hmm. to the mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> Go check it out. <laughs>